Well, let me ask you a question. Cool. What do you think we're going to be doing in heaven? I mean, it's going to be a lot of like eating and harps and flying around on wings and, you know, and then like hanging out and playing, playing fetch with your assimilation of a pet. Yeah. I mean, well, well, it'll probably be, you know, just like Christian college, you'll have chapel once, once a day. watch Mr. Rogers Neighborhood and we're going to get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. (laughs) Hey, hey, welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I am your other host, Andrea. And in case you didn't know, uh, Dropping Sunday is a semi-reverent look at Christian pop culture. We are not here to get you saved, and we're also not here to tick you off, but we would like to know if either of those things happen. Yes, this is a podcast by Christians for Christians, but you definitely don't need to believe to belong. Andrea, how's your heart? You know, Seth, my, my my heart is good. This has been... The longest week I think I've had in months. Okay. In months. And okay. I don't know why. Like, it's not, it hasn't been a bad week. It's just yesterday, which again, we're filming. We're, we're filming. We're filming. <laughs> hey, everybody. If you're not watching hey, this right now, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, guys. We are recording on Thursday. And so yesterday was Wednesday. I typically work from home on Wednesdays. And no joke, at like two o'clock in the afternoon, I thought, how is it still Wednesday? Yeah. First of all, how is it still this week? And second of all, how is it still Wednesday? So that just made today, Thursday, very, very hard and very long. So I don't know what's up with this week. Today has been a (laughs) super, super long day. Um, Mm -hmm. You... uh, you asked me a question as soon as we got on this uh, on this FaceTime call, and and what was yes. that question? I said, uh, "Where are you? That's that. You don't look like you're at home. That doesn't look like your office." That's because I'm not at home. I'm not in my office. I I am recording at uh, the Little Rock, Arkansas Marriott. So <laughs> I have no clue what the room sounds like later. I I've, uh, I did turn off the AC because it was pretty loud, but. Uh, but yeah, um, hey. So today is Thursday. What was the big thing in the news that happened on today, Thursday? Uh, so there was a there was a hurricane that made landfall. That that's correct. That's correct. This morning, and, and yeah. uh, it made landfall about one a.m. this morning, and mm-hmm. uh, category four. And uh, uh, I mean, at the time of this recording, we still don't know what the damage looks like. So yeah, I've so, I've seen a few a few videos and pictures and doesn't look great from what i've seen so yeah. far well that that hurricane uh path went essentially just the entire state of louisiana and then went into <clears throat> arkansas 
So I had. Oh, wait, uh, that's where you are. Uh uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I've been watching a hurricane out my window this entire, like for hours. Um, yeah, I had to, I had an 11 o'clock appointment here in Little Rock. And, uh, and so it's about a six hour drive from Fort Worth. So that means that your boy left the house about 445 this morning. Um, but I've been up since two looking at that hurricane, trying to decide if I should even come today. So, uh, you know, yeah. it's like eight thirty. We're get, we're just getting started. I am sleepy. We are gonna have a fun, <laughs> delirious time today. This is gonna be fun because I don't think that we have another <laughs> choice. At least we're talking about something um nice, right? Oh my gosh, we're not just talking about something nice. Like we're talking about like I don't know this this movie gave me all the feels. It really, it, it really did. <laughs> I um, I hated how much I loved this movie as we were going along. Oh, uh, why did you? Why did you didn't want to like the movie? No, I mean it's not that I didn't want to like the movie. It's that I loved this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but before we can kind of get into the 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 movie, there's a couple of things I feel like we need to talk about. One, yeah. like legit thoughts and prayers for everybody who was involved in the hurricane, mm-hmm. like in a real way. I drove through it and then sat it out for a little bit. But um, this, the, it was, it was, and it was, by the way, just a tropical storm by the time it got to me. But this, that storm was no joke. That storm was. No. no. It, they actually said that it, the wind speeds when it made landfall were the highest of any hurricane since like 1865. Yeah. So higher wind speeds than Katrina, than Harvey, than any of the major hurricanes that you can think of in the last few decades. So that's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Well, um, the the other big thing that's going on in the news just nationally is the uh, a convention last week, a convention this week. Yes. And I, I, we try not to talk about politics, but when then, whenever there's faith stuff that shows up, I feel like we have to like at least try to bring it up. <laughs> so let's talk about Mike Pence for a second. Can we do that? Sure. And yes, I see the look on your face. You are definitely going to want to cut all this out. I understand. <laughs> but I just am interested in seeing where you're going with this. In Pence's speech, he says, this is quote, Let's run the race marked out for us. Let's fix our eyes on old glory and all she represents. Okay. I have a problem with this. Yeah. My problem is that Hebrews 12 <laughs> says, and let us run the race with perseverance. The, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. I mean... I, I like the fact that Pence is like, a, like I mean, he's a Christian, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he he's a, he, he, he professes, yeah. professes faith. and He is very well known. Uh, he is known because he, I say he's well known because he's the vice president of the United States. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wait, he's well known for that? He's fired. Yeah. That's how that works. He, he's famous now? Uh, no, nope, can't have that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. He is famously known for saying that he follows the Billy Graham rule about not being alone with a female. And he's gotten a lot of flack for that. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he has gotten a lot of flack for that. Um, 
here here's my here's my only thing is that when you start taking scripture and taking Jesus out and putting a country in, uh, you have yeah. now made the country an idol because you're not worshiping Jesus. So he, here's a deal. Uh, one of my pastors sa- said to a group of us this week that uh, we need to make sure that we're not uh, putting nationalism as as an idol in our life or your party. Yeah. So since that's, I mean, since that's got brought up a figure, that's good. Uh, the other person that follows the Billy Graham rule is uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. He's uh, he's never alone <laughs> with a woman. <laughs> oh goodness! Um, he did you know Jerry Falwell Jr. was also supposed to speak this week at the uh, RNC? No, I didn't know he was. I knew he spoke four years ago at the RNC, but I didn't know. He- yeah, he was going to speak, but he he decided he'd rather just watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Just so much. So much. What happened with Jerry Falwell Jr. <laughs> this week? Well, he's res- he, he's resigned yeah. from his position. He was on a leave of absence from his position as uh, president of Liberty University. He has now resigned. Uh, do, do you know what his payout is by any chance? No, I didn't, I didn't hear this at all. You have to tell me. About, I think, $10 million is what he got. Goodness gracious. Which, my understanding is that that's just a drop in the bucket for Liberty, Liberty University, and they probably are more than willing to double that if it meant getting him out from being the face of their school. Because So he got $10 million, and all he had to do... Oh, gosh. It's going to be fun editing this podcast. (laughs) 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 So he resigned and then he also unresigned and then he resigned again, like all within a day. Like, so that was fun. Hey, by the way, guys, this is about a different event than what we were talking about two weeks ago. (laughs) Not not the same. (laughs) Not the same event. We thought the thing a couple weeks ago was pretty bad i mean, I mean we, it did it looked it looked bad it yeah oh it looked real bad it looked real bad this is worse i mean if you want to yeah. measure sin but uh i don't know but now <laughs> it makes sense and now it make now it makes sense why the uh why the hymn for liberty university is swinger low sweet chariot <laughs> not great either way <laughs> it's really not it's really not here's the thing <laughs> I've had five inappropriate jokes. Don't know how many I'm going to leave in. (laughs) And we're like 13 minutes in to recording. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I do want to share something just to talk about politics again for just a second. Okay. Because I ran across something uh, earlier this week from EJ Gaines. Uh, Do you know who that is? I don't. He is an executive at Capitol CMG and Motown Gospel. So that's okay. how, that's who he is. And so he shared, well, first of all, he shares a lot of really good stuff. So I'm just saying, maybe give him a follow. He's he's worth it. And he, the opening tweet for this thread was, in quotes, it says, you're not a Christian if dot, dot, dot. 
And that's in quotes. Oh, no. I know. It's so good. It says, if I see one more, you're not a Christian if you vote for post, dot, dot, dot. He says, it's anti-gospel. And I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah. This is going to be real good. And he says, we've all got to do this better. I think we would do well to start by following Paul's example in 1 Corinthians. Let's preach Christ and him crucified. Anything else is your agenda, not his. And so I shared that on my Instagram stories. This was my caption. <laughs> and I said, I said, y'all just go ahead and click through and read this. I said, and if you find yourself getting defensive, just read it again. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he so eloquently put what I've always wanted to express and, and just had not found the words to say, but your political party, whichever way you vote, or if you choose not to vote, uh, your patriotism, your nationalism, your Americanness is not what gets you into heaven. That's not what saves you. And it just seems like that the evangelical church today, and maybe it's 20, it's not just 2020. This has been happening for, for several years. It just seems worse this year, but maybe that's because everything seems worse in 2020. But it just, the evangelical church has lost sight of that. They have lost sight of where salvation comes from. And let me tell you right now, we are not here to tick you off. No. However, if you believe for a second that the way someone votes is what determines if they're a Christian or not, you're wrong. And I just wanted to say that. That's all I wanted to say. I'm okay. glad you said it. <laughs> well, I know. I get so frustrated if you have thought you can't be a Christian if you vote for dot, dot, dot. Go ahead and repent and promise not to do that again. So. There you go. There's there's my political minute with Andrea. <laughs> um, Brothers and sisters, now I want to welcome you back to life. Let me uh, let me just bring up real quick. They can make your next chapter album of the year. Your best chapter. Hallelujah. Contemporary album of the year. Kirk Franklin in the Stellar Awards last Sunday. Come on. And I'm like, okay, Kirk Franklin, I see you. I mean, we, we kind of knew that that was going to happen. He, let me see what else. Male vocalist of the year, contemporary male vocalist, vocalist of the year, all of that. Kirk Franklin, right? Uh, we knew that that was going to happen, but I feel like the Stellar Awards might be, might, somebody might be listening to this show because uh, overall artist of the year, do, do you know who won? I do not. Tell me. There's an Artist of yeah. the Year and Contemporary Female Vocalist of the Year, Tasha Cobbs Leonard. Uh, won. Now, wait a second. Didn't she win our female, female artist of the year? Yes, yes. So we are trailblazers here on Dropping Sunday. Absolutely. So she's got two major awards next to her name. She... That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the second one she doesn't really know about. But that's okay. No, I mean, no, the, we know the, the, it's there. No, the first one she doesn't know about because ours came oh, definitely right. came first. Yeah, 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 for sure. Definitely came first. For sure. So, Stellar Awards were this past weekend. If you want to go and watch some of those, um, you know, 
performances you can do that um you know it was it was a weird it was a weird feeling with the whole thing it just was a little weird but yeah. it's also understandable because 2020 is a weird time y'all 2020 Real. 2020 y'all well 20- and our our good friends friends of the show gerard and jovan yeah. were nominated they did they not were. unfortunately did not win but they were nominated because they're pretty fantastic so yeah, yeah um and you know first the first time well i don't i don't even think it's their first time to be nominated but it's uh, it's the first in this uh in this journey of many many times to be nominated we'll have them back on the show uh to talk about talk about it maybe one day i don't know if they're if they if they haven't realized that was a terrible mistake to come on in the first place, but we'll see. <laughs> we shall see. So, um, speaking of uh, speaking of award uh, award nominees, can we talk about a movie that's been nominated for a double award because apparently it's a Christian movie? <laughs> right. Apparently, we didn't know this wasn't on our radar that we would be able to review this movie because we didn't know it was a Christian movie. And I am so excited that we that we can. So, um, <laughs> so glad. Here, here's the deal. I got back to the room uh, right around five thirty ish. I started watching the movie tonight. Today was mm-hmm. the first time that I watched it. Ordered in some room service. I'm I'm you know I'm just gonna enjoy this whole thing. Well, then I just got mad uh, real <laughs> quick early into the movie. Because I realized that um, Tom Hanks, uh, as Fred Rogers, was going to preach at me. And I I realized it really quick when I heard this. Do Do you know what that means? To forgive? It's a decision we make to release a person from the feelings of anger we have at them. It's strange, but sometimes it's hardest of all to forgive someone we love. Let's say hello to my new friend, Lord. All right. So it's four minutes and 45 seconds into the movie and I'm done. I'm like, no. You're already mad. I don't. And I was like, okay, now I understand why I was nominated for a Dove Award because Holy Ghost just, just convicted me. <laughs> you you were feeling the uh, the conviction a little bit there, huh? Uh, yeah, you it was talk about forgiveness. Strong. strong. Well, listen, I I started the movie. I I also I also was watching it today. I was finishing up before we got on, and I was thinking. <laughs> Have you ever had a conversation with someone like Mr. Rogers on this movie where you're supposed to be asking them questions and they keep asking you questions and it just makes you so mad because um I feel like <laughs> I feel like 100% of my conversations are that one way or the other, <laughs> right? Because apparently when I ask questions, I'm just setting people up uh, is what I found out last week. Apparently that. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, a lot of my conversations with you. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't. I don't. I I went through a program called The Highway. Yeah. Have you ever done The Highway or do you know anything I, about I it? I have. I'm familiar with it, but I'll let you expand. 
And it, it felt a lot like this movie. It really felt like I am sitting there and everything I say elicits another question or a, well, and how does that make you feel? And because it doesn't always make you feel good, it it brings up stuff that that doesn't feel good. It makes you want to punch the person that's saying that. And so... I I really I felt I felt bad for the the interviewer in this movie because I thought I have been there before I have totally been there before. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been to therapy, and and it's a lot of uh, there's a lot of yeah. questions when, when yes. you do that. <laughs> okay, let me let's do this. We we've broken tradition, and we're talking about a movie without first getting our synopsis. So that's my fault. And I'll go ahead and give you a little bit of music to play underneath your synopsis. So Lloyd Vogel is an investigative journalist who receives an assignment to profile Fred Rogers, a.k.a. Mr. Rogers. He approaches the interview with skepticism as he finds it hard to believe that anyone can have such a good nature. But Rogers' empathy, kindness, and decency soon chips away at Vogel's jaded outlook on life, forcing the reporter to reconcile with his own painful past. I love it. Oh, I'm sorry. I just got <laughs> I got lost in the music for a minute. That was my fault, guys. Guys, that was 100% my fault. <laughs> it's all right. But I also realized, because uh, apparently... I have found a uh, I have found a cartoon theme song playlist for piano, so oh. um, I don't know. Uh, sorry, little little, <laughs> little tangents here on the show. Uh, go ahead and name a na- name a cartoon that that you might want to hear the theme song for. Do you have Ducktales? Okay, now I just want sheet music. Is that weird? <laughs> Not at all. All right, I got another one for you. Okay, you ready? So funny. Yeah. That'd be the Animaniacs theme. Okay. All right. Sorry. So, so, okay. Tell me about the movie. What did you think? Well, so let me, let me talk a little bit about non emotion inducing. Well, yes. actually the whole, the whole movie was kind of emotion inducing, right? Because from the very beginning, Tom Hanks was Fred Rogers. Oh my goodness. From the very beginning. And I, I don't know. I, I mean, I knew I'd, I'd certainly heard and read that he embodied him. But it was it was something to see it on screen. Obviously, that's not the way that Tom Hanks talks. No. Right. In fact, he says that's the hardest part about playing. Yeah. I mean, he had Trevor. to like uh, he, he was like had to like meditate and bring himself like completely down yeah. before he could do anything. Um, he, 
Tom Hanks has played a lot of uh, real life people. I think this is like the ninth movie where he's played mm. like an actual person. I don't know if you saw this, but Tom Hanks is actually like a sixth cousin to Fred Rogers. He's, I, he's related. I did see that. And apparently that news came from out from Ancestry just a few days before the film came out, which, you know, I mean. Marketing. Cool. I mean, <laughs> yeah. really. Really. So, so hey, 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 hold on, hold on to that. Don't don't say anything about that yeah, yet. Keep don't, it keep yeah. the lid on it until it is time. Well, and the other big thing about this movie is like Tom Hanks is not the main character. No. Mr. Rogers is not the main character. He's a supporting, <laughs> supporting he is actor. Supporting actor. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so crazy because who would have thought that Mr. Rogers would be a supporting actor to anybody? But right? he is. You know, the the movie is very it's inspired by. Like they changed the name of the the reporter that was yeah. that wrote the article, and in fact, I saw this quote from from Tom Janod, I guess is the and that is the actual name of the reporter. Yeah, it wasn't Lloyd Vogel. No, it was not Lloyd Lloyd Vogel. He says, now a movie has been made from the story I wrote about him, which is to say, inspired by the story I wrote about him, which is to say that in the movie, my name is Lloyd Vogel, and I get into a fistfight with my father at my sister's wedding. I did not get into a fistfight with my father at my sister's wedding. My sister didn't have a wedding. (laughs) (laughs) I loved that. It made me laugh. I know. I was like, yeah. I mean, so it's not, it's not a, it's not a, uh. This is not a documentary. If you no. want to watch a documentary that exists, it's called Won't You Be My Neighbor. And it is also very good. And it will also restore your faith in humanity while at the same time destroying it whenever you immediately turn it off and look at Facebook again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Okay. So high points to this movie. What 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 do you think? I mean. Well, a couple of the things that I that I really loved and and very creative the way they did it was, I don't know if you noticed, but all of the like aerial shots of the city and everything were made to look like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. So even though it was a shot of, let's say, Brooklyn Bridge, it was made to look, it was crafted to look like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood and then they would kind of zoom in and all of a sudden it would be real. Or there was a, there was a shot <clears throat> a long shot of Lloyd and his wife, Andrea, by the way, that was her name, spelled the same way, pronounced differently. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, a long shot of them getting into a cab. And at first, when I was looking, I was like, that looks, that's a shot from from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. That's from the show. And they kind of zoom in and it it turns into a real taxi. I thought that was super creative. Yeah. And they even went so far as to change it from hd to sd did you notice that i did yep i because a couple of times i i the first time i noticed i looked up and i thought i thought i i thought i bought this in hd why is that why is that the smaller screen size anyway i just thought that was super creative yeah the definition was different and then also the ratio is different from the 16 by 9 to the 4 by 3 um the the entire movie actually watches like an episode of Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. 
Yes. Mr. Rogers comes in. He does the theme song. He sits down. He introduces what the story is going to be about. Mr. McFeely comes in with a speedy delivery. They talk about the magazine. Uh, and, and I mean, <laughs> the whole thing. And so because the that, that's one thing is that the pacing was a little slow. I yeah. may have do I may have dozed off kind of towards the end. Um, be just because the pacing was really slow. And also I've been up for a long time today. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I, I backed it up and made sure I didn't miss anything. Um, and, uh, but other than that, I mean, it watches like an episode of Mr. Rogers neighborhood. So it's yeah, very nostalgic. Totally. It's, it's, it's very, very good. Um, okay. What about low points in the movie? Um, well, like you said, it, it, the pacing was a little slow for me. And honestly, other than that, there wasn't anything that I disliked about the movie, which again, we've talked about it before. I am notoriously easy on movies. It's hard for me to, to go out of my way to look for, you know, bad things. I mean, the movie Mm -hmm. has to be pretty, pretty rough for me to, to really look for it because I'm just easy on movies. But honestly, I, I did. I thought, uh, they definitely found the right actors. I thought every, all of the actors that were in it, and not there weren't a lot of really big names other than no. Tom Hanks. Um, Chris Cooper is a really good character actor. He played he played yeah. Jerry the the dad. He he's a great character actor. Um, Matthew Reese my, played the the reporter, right from the Americans. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, and he's I mean. Uh, what else is he? He was in the post, right? Was was that the other one he was in? Um, and I believe that he is Perry Mason. Am I wrong that he's uh, the new Perry Mason on HBO? I have not watched Perry Mason on HBO yet. Podrishners, let me know if I need to be watching Perry Mason or not. <laughs> that would yes. help. He he is Perry Mason. Okay. So, so, um, another, another actor that's, that is in this and he, he doesn't have a lot. He, he's not on the screen a lot, but is a guy named Enrico Colantoni and he played Bill Eisler, which is kind of, he was Fred's, Fred Rogers. Like, what would you say? His, his handler, handler, handler. you know, whatever you want to call him. And I actually, I love, I love Enrico Colantoni. I, I don't know that I'm saying his last name right. He is, he's a Canadian actor. And I know him because he was in a show called, hold on. Please, please say Veronica Mars. No. Not Veronica oh, okay. Mars. He, he was in a show called Flashpoint which is about the Canadian SWAT team. It's a police drama about the Canadian SWAT team. And I, I love that show. It only, it only has like four or five seasons and I have watched it all the way through twice. Okay. There we go. We have, anyway, there you go. I think it's on Hulu. And if you like police procedural dramas and you like SWAT teams and you like cute guys in uniform, then you should watch Flashpoint. And he's the sergeant of the team and he's he's so fabulous. I love him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm a little embarrassed, but I'm just saying. I recognized no, I, I, him. Okay. I'm I'm 
listen, I'm not here to yuck your yum. Hi. And apparently, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, now we know. Now we know what you're into. We got it. Okay. Well, what were the down parts for you? For me, it was, um, for me, it was the pacing, like we already said, but then also, um, it, I don't understand why they had to like try to like make me feel things all the way through. <laughs> I did not appreciate it. Um, every other imaginable program, let people know that each one of us is precious. God, it all starts in the home. We can never underrate how important that is. I, I don't think anybody can grow unless he really is accepted exactly as he is. If somebody is always saying to a child, oh, well, you're, you're going to grow up and you're, you're going to be fine. There's so much of that in this country already. It's your turn. And so a child is appreciated for what he will be and not for what he is. I loved, loved that line today. Uh, so good. And then all, all of these things where it was like, very much that you're allowed to have these emotions. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, if, if it make, I think at the end he was talking about like death makes us human and anything that's human is mentionable and anything that's mentionable is manageable. And I was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) oh no. But there was one thing in particular one one comment that was said that I just want as as a drop. If I could absolutely make it happen, I would love to get it. I don't think you were broken. Can I just get that? Just just regular, just like in life. I just gonna need a button on my phone just to hear Tom Hanks and Mister Rogers tell me. I don't think that you're broken. Like I think that 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 I might need that in my life. I think we all we we all need that reminder. I don't, Some days I don't we need it. <laughs> so I think that we we both like this movie. Yes, I w- I will watch this movie again. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for this sure. is one that I that I will rewatch. Um, will you show this movie to your parents? My, I think my mom would like it. So yes, I probably I probably would play it for my parents. We'll watch it okay. sometime sometime soon. Okay. Um, so again, typically entertainment is trying to answer questions that culture is asking. What questions do you feel a beautiful day in the neighborhood is trying to answer? Well, beyond the, the obvious of who Mr. Rogers is, I think that a lot of people, especially people our age, they have this this vision of of Mr. Rogers and i think this movie is doing is doing a couple of things it's proving that number 1 your vision of who Mr. Rogers is is correct like he wasn't just this person on the show but here is a here is a real life person who interacted with him outside of filming and he was the same person. And I think for one, because a lot of, I think a lot of people find Mr. Rogers as kind of that unattainable person or yeah. character, 
Like, that's who you want to be. I wish I could be Mr. Rogers, but he's not real. But he, he was. I mean, Fred Rogers, and there's even a scene where Lloyd asks <laughs> Mr. Rogers, and he says, okay, well, tell me about Fred. And he just kind of looks at him. He's like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, there's, there's you, Fred, and then there's the character that you play. And in his mind, there was, it wasn't him playing a character. It was just him being filmed as himself. Yeah. I, I also, um, going back to what you just said right before that about like, um, the image that you have of him. Mm-hmm. I love, I love what his wife says in the movie here. So how does it feel to be married to a living saint? You know, I'm not fond of that term. If you think of him as a saint, then his way of being is unattainable. You know, he works at it all the time. It's a practice. <laughs> He's not a perfect person. He has a temper. He chooses how he responds to that anger. That must take a lot of effort. Well, he, he does things every day that help to ground him. He reads scripture, swims laps, prays for people by name writes letters hundreds of them he's been doing that since i met him that idea of just like no he's he's got a temper he's got issues yeah and he works on them oh dang it if he's got a temper and he can still end up being mr stinking rogers (laughs) i guess that means i don't have an excuse or what yeah i think i think maybe that is the second question that this movie is trying to answer maybe choose not to be the terrible person that you're being, you know, <laughs> not you specifically, but I think a lot of people. I want, feel attacked. <laughs> I'm not talking about you specifically, but I think that a lot of people want to believe that they are, they are just products of their, their past, their childhood, they're products of their personality and that they don't have any control. They, I can't change that. I can't change who I am or I can't, I can't choose, I can't change my temper. I can't do that. But you can. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a big part of who Mr. Rogers was and what he was trying to do with his show was just, it, yes, acknowledge your feelings, acknowledge your emotions, but don't be ruled by them. You can choose <laughs> to be in control. I guess, of your emotions, of your feelings. Yeah. I heard a pastor one time say, some of y'all need to repent of your Irishness <laughs> because you've been, you've been blaming your, you've been blaming your sin on your heritage. You've been saying, ah, that, that's not, I can't help it. I'm just Irish. Like, no, you need to repent of that then. Yeah, absolutely. And, and start acting right. So uh, another big takeaway that I had in this movie is when uh, the reporter is trying to catch Mr. Rogers in these really just kind of challenging questions. Uh, Mr. Rogers never like flinches. Like when they asked him about his, uh, like it must've been pretty hard to be your kid Mm -hmm. and for him to go. Yeah, it would have been really hard to be my kid. Thank you for that perspective. (laughs) And the idea that sometimes when people are attacking you, that you have to look at them and say, thank you for your perspective. Like, I was like, I'm not ready for that. Nope. 
I, I I'm think not ready for that. Right after that, that the reporter just got up and left, and I was thinking, you know what? <laughs> I think I think I would have been with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Forget this. <laughs> I got a trying deadline. To make you mad? That's right. I'm trying to catch you. Bread. <laughs> um. <laughs> But here, here's what I would say is that in the year 2020, with all this stuff going on, I mean, and there's so many emotions and issues and everything else like that's going on that's crazy right now, this is a good movie to watch to remind you that it's going to be okay. <laughs> yes. It, it will restore your faith in humanity. Absolutely. Because it will uh, remind you that people like Fred Rogers existed and still exist. There are still people who I think are as wonderful as he was that are that are living today, and it will remind you of that. And sometimes that's all we need is just to be reminded that there are people out there who are better than we are. I don't think you were broken. So, um, sometimes it's just good to be reminded. I'm going to have that as a drop next week. You just wait. Um, <laughs> all right, did. Now, one of the things that I love that you do is that sometimes you'll look up kind of like weird, random trivia things. What what you got? Did you find any trivia things? I was looking up trivia both on this movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, okay. and then also trivia on the show, Mr. Rogers Neighborhood, which first of all, I don't know if you know this or not, but Mr. Rogers Neighborhood has 31 seasons available. Did you know that? 31 seasons? That's a lot. That's a lot. Almost 900 episodes. They're just under, just under 900 episodes, which is just crazy to me. But here's, here's just some, some fun facts uh, about Mr. Rogers. So it says that Mr. Rogers always, always explained to the audience what he was doing when he fed his fish. This was in response to a piece of mail from a blind girl who wanted to know when it happened on each episode. Oh. And I just thought that was, isn't that cute? And he, you know, he just did things like that. This one, I found this one interesting. It says, guests on the show were often surprised to find that although Rogers was just as gentle and patient in life as he was on television, he was nevertheless a perfectionist who did not allow shoddy ad-libbing. He believed that children were thoughtful people who deserved programming as good as anything produced for adults on television. And he was he was right. That's why you're so drawn to him. Hey, by the yeah. way, let me just say, this is something that we have uh, implemented with our kids from the very beginning. We have never baby talked our kids. Um, we've just <sighs> never baby talked. We never did that whole high pitch. Never. Never. Like we never have, like we've just talked to them like, like adults. My, right now, my daughter is 10 years old and I talk to her in the same, using the same language, the same verbiage and everything else like that as conversations that you and I have. And I also yeah. realize that I have to be like, do you understand what that word is sometimes, you know, <laughs> but um, we've just never used baby talk because we think that kids are smart enough to figure stuff out. We try not to disrespect them. And it's played out pretty well. They're they're pretty smart kids. Um, yeah, absolutely. Now if I can just get them to stop repeating what their mother say whenever she's upset. <laughs> Wild card wife. <laughs> the, the other day I was working on the truck and Jonathan came out and I said, hey, buddy, this is a do not repeat zone. 
he knew immediately. He was like, got it. <laughs> he was like, Tone of silence. I am with you. That's uh, funny. Oh, one last question that I have for you and then and then we'll we'll kind of find out. Um how many times did you fall asleep in this movie? It's the 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 dropping Sunday rating system is is Andrea sleeps. So how many Andrea sleeps does this did this one get? Uh, honestly, yeah, I did not fall asleep one time. Ooh, so zero sleeps. By the way, this is like golf. The lower the better. So is this a zero sleep movie? <laughs> zero sleep. Now, it is very possible that it's because I didn't try starting this at ten o'clock last night. Yeah. Because let's be honest, if I had started this at 10 o'clock last night, that Mr. Rogers voice would have put me right to sleep. No, I completely understand. Listen, I turned it on after, you know, at, at about five thirty, six o'clock, and I'd been up since two and also drove for six hours in a hurricane. So I'm going to give a little bit of grace to myself that I may have dozed <laughs> off a little bit. But, um, but you know, I think that I'm okay. I, I'm, I'm not mad about that one. Yeah. Um, well, and that's not your usual MO, I don't think. That's I mean, let's be honest, it's mine. <laughs> I'm I'm the one who falls asleep in him well, in the movie. It depends on who you ask because in high school, your boy fell asleep. That was pretty much a re- regular thing. Like the summer uh the summer of 99, uh, I was working as a hood tech at a quick car lube and tune. Uh I, I was cha- I changed oil. Um that's what I did. And so <laughs> um when you change oil on cars that have been driving around all day, in the Texas summer, you get hot and, and mm-hmm. yeah. So I'd, I'd get done with work and just be drained. And so I'd go home, clean up, get changed. And then I'd go over to Tracy Tittle's house. So shout out to Tracy Tittle and uh, all my buddies, you know, we, that, that was kind of like the hangout place of the summer of 99. And uh, inevitably someone would turn on a movie about eight thirty nine o'clock. I mean, there's nothing that'll put me to sleep faster than the Paramount logo, apparently, because there's so many movies that I've like, yeah, I've I've watched the first five minutes of that movie. Um, So that be that became uh, one of the things that my my best friend, Brad, he used to wake me up with 15 minutes to go to curfew. He'd be like, hey, man, curfew 15 minutes. And I'd be like, all right, thanks. I appreciate it. And then I I mean, I could have just gone home and got some rest but that's not what i was wanting to do apparently well no what what teenager wants to do that (laughs) no no teenager at all at all all right well so (laughs) this movie was uh was for me i'm gonna watch it again andrea what's your not for me this week okay so my not for me is pet deposits (laughs) so pet pet deposits (laughs) yes and i don't mean the kind that you have to pick up with a plastic bag and throw in the trash not those kind of deposits i mean I am seriously considering getting a pet. Okay. And I live in an apartment and I have to pay like $300 pet deposit to get a pet. Okay. And, and that's How much of that is how much of that is refundable? I don't know actually. You need to find that out because I, I guarantee as someone who used to work and collect those deposits, it's probably one of those like um 250 non-refundable $50 refundable pet deposit and yeah. then also yeah. So what do you think about getting? I don't know. I've gone back and forth. So I I would like to get a dog. I don't want a tiny dog, but I also don't want like a gigantic one either because I do live in an apartment. However, 
so because I'm working from home right now, I'm, I work from home three days a week. So that's nice. But the days that I don't work from home, sometimes I'm, I'm gone for a long time, long periods of time. And so I thought, well, maybe a cat would be better because they do better on their own, you know, for long periods of time. And I could get a, a litter box and put it in the extra bathroom and, and be fine. So I don't know. I go back and forth, but yeah. And it's, cats can take care of themselves. And by, I mean, yeah. after all, who who really needs affection or love or, you know, anything from an animal? Um, cats are the worst, some cats, by the way. No. Some cats are very affectionate. Uh-huh. Because they want, they're want they trying to make sure that they lull you to a, a place of false security <laughs> so they can one day eat your face. Cats are I, demonic. Here's the deal. They are not. Hey, let me ask you a question. Um, yeah. Do pets go to heaven? No. Oh, okay. Well, especially when you're talking about cats, that is correct. Uh, there's possibility that good dogs will go to heaven. Bad dogs, they go to hell. All cats go to hell. But um, and I mean, there's been a cat that <laughs> saved the baby's life. Me no, to- I was, I was totally. I don't know why I forgot whose daughter you were for just a second. <laughs> I but, I, but I did. You were like, hard no, pass, no. No, they don't. No. In glory. It, oh, really? Pets make you, animals make you happy? Well, too bad. There won't be any place in the happiest place in the, ever. Heaven? No. There's no animals. I didn't say there are no animals. I said I don't think that pets go to heaven. Okay, your theology is faulty. Let's... Uh... <laughs> oh, really? Because <laughs> I think there are horses in heaven. Because there are horses in the book of Revelation. Yeah. But I don't think that your dog Sparky has a soul that can be saved and is going to go to heaven. Okay. Jesus did not die on a cross for a pet. Let me okay. Let me let me ask you a question. (laughs) We are not here to tick you off, everyone. I do apologize. Okay, two questions. One, do we need to have Pastor Al back on? To clarify. <laughs> Probably. That would, that would be fun. Two, if an animal brings you joy, could it be that there is an assimilation of that animal in heaven? I'm not saying that my dog who has died has a soul and is in heaven waiting for me. I'm saying I love that dog. And because it's something that I love, that when I get to heaven, God will let that assimilation of a dog be there without it being necessarily the same dog's soul. Well, let me ask you a question. Cool. What do you think we're going to be doing in heaven? I mean, it's going to be a lot of like eating and harps and flying around on wings and, you know, and then like hanging out. And playing playing fetch with your assimilation of a pet. Yeah, I mean, well, well, it'll probably be you know just like Christian college. You'll have chapel once a, once a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Every day is I could sing of your love forever. You know. Oh man! Actually, you know, I do. Let me just throw this out to you. We could have my dad back on. But I did have someone tell me this week that we should have my mom on the show. Here's the deal. Right <laughs> does that now. Scare you? It does. It, it does. Because right now, the listeners think that you're like that your mom might like me, right? <laughs> like and they won't realize that um 
Andrea's mom suffers no fools. <laughs> and your boy's a fool. <laughs> so she, there, she's told me straight up, like, just shut up. You don't, you stop saying that on the air. You stop it. Yes, ma'am. Oh, and you don't think that would be fun? Because I think that would be fun. No, listen. Last week, you got the wild card on here. That was a whole challenge in of itself. I feel like now... <laughs> This dro- this show is supposed to be me dropping bombs on you, and now it's like you're 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 the figuring out have turned figuring out the tricks. I don't like it. Let's look at the bee. Oh no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! This is from July twenty fifth. Husband has no idea if this is a fight or not. Coal Valley, Illinois, local man (laughs) Matt O'Brien isn't quite sure whether or not he is currently in a fight with his wife. While he is doing just fine, his wife seems to have a chip on her shoulder for some reason. Or maybe she doesn't. Brian isn't sure. Can't think of a reason why she wouldn't be be mad, O'Brien said. But she's acting so strange. Maybe I forgot to feed the kid again. I don't know. It could be anything. O'Brien says everything was going great until this morning. He said he was thinking about hitting, uh, hitting the golf course. And his wife clearly said, sure. Whatever. That's fine. Have fun. But something seemed off. I don't know. Since O'Brien returned from golfing, she's given him 22 short answers, 34 dirty looks, and claimed nothing was wrong 45 times. (laughs) Meanwhile, O'Brien has been acting normal and being himself since there's no way this is a fight. How could this be a fight? Brian asked casually as he glanced at the date on his watch. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no, not the beast! Oh no. Ah! Oh no, not the bees. Oh no. <laughs> Andrea, that that's a that's a show. Hey, by the way, um I'm not at the house. I don't have my script. So we're going to wing this last little part. Does that sound okay? This is going to be fantastic. All right. We'll see how this goes. So uh, that's a show, but our thoughts and opinions are not the final word, dear listener. We would like to hear your thoughts and opinions about anything that we talked about on the show today, whether it be uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. or uh, nationalism as idolatry or this wonderful movie that uh, ministered to my soul in the middle of this uh, dumpster fire that we're calling 2020, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Or my theology on pets going to heaven. Yeah. Don't yeah, forget, abs- you can like. Yeah. <laughs> you can like, follow, and comment <laughs> on all the socials. We are at Dropping Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, and we're all, actually we're on Twitter too. I don't know if anybody knows that, but we um, are. I, you manage our Twitter account. Do you know that we're on Twitter? <laughs> I do know that we're okay, on I Twitter. I just. We don't have any followers, so I don't ever post anything there. Well, that makes Except, sense. Actually, I think when I post a picture on Instagram, it automatically goes to Twitter. So there you go. We're on Twitter. Okay. Um, this is what we need you to do. We need you to grow the show. We need you to tell somebody about the show. One person. If ever, if if each one reach one, uh, we. Well, how's that song go? We got to get that going. <laughs> Oh no! Each one reach one. <laughs> wow! So, so tell tell somebody. And here's the deal: you're li- you've listened this far in. You are uh, you are a podrishner. You're part of the show. I'm still we, sorry we love for that you. name, guys. You love you love us. Um, do us a favor. R- tell somebody. 
we're not joking. Yeah, yeah you tell no. somebody that you love, hey, you need to be listening to the show. And uh, here's what we'll do is that for uh, every dollar that we, or sorry, every comment that we get on Apple Podcasts, I'll donate a dollar to some sort of local charity or ministry. Fair enough? Good. Yeah. Sound, sounds good to me. Yeah, the greatest compliment you could ever give us is to tell a friend or a family member to listen. And then just you go ahead and go on there. We were talking about this at Christmas last year. You just go ahead and subscribe them to the show so they get a new episode every week. And that can be your gift to them. Absolutely. The gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, because guess what? We are going to be back next week. Until then, yep. this is Seth. This is Andrea. And this is Dropping Sunday. Won't you be my neighbor?